Hey gang, how's it going? Good. Talking to me. <laughs> what? I'm talking to you. Talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to both of you. Marcy already answered me, so I'm looking at you. You're talking at you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's been far too long. Yeah, when was the last time we recorded? We saw each other Sunday. I mean, yeah. We oh, recorded. Yeah, played, recorded. Yeah, yeah. August 14th, I believe, was the last. No. No. Whoa. No, August. I'm sorry. It was in April. It was in a month. It was April. April 14th. It's like there's no way it was August. It was August or April. <laughs> it was it, one of those A months. It was probably April. It was April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Which was just last month. Yeah. A little over, <laughs> little over a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, welcome to uh, this episode of A Movie and a Drink. I'm TJ, and with me, as always, is Dan on my left and Marcy on my right. Say hey, gang. Hey, hey gang. Guys. That just confused my brain. You said, <laughs> said two different things at the same time, and my brain's like, and no, it's melting out my ears and, and eyes. We succeed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to be talking about the next movie in the Oceans trilogy. We're going to be talking about Oceans 12. Um, but first, before we go any further, I like to do a drink intro as well. I'm, I'm not drinking whiskey. I'm drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's called Hard Mango. I think it's starting to kick in a little bit. <laughs> Dan, what are you drinking? It's yeah, 5%. It's 5%. Alcohol. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking the same. Well, not the same. It's You're not strawberry. drinking the same. I have my own thing. It's hard much. strawberry lemonade. And it's only 5% alcohol. Yeah, whatever. Weak. It's, it's been a while since I've drank, on, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Right. Marcy, no, what are you no, drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> She's having a coyote. I take ugly. the drink out of a movie and a drink podcast. Oh. <laughs> so the, the podcast itself is a sustenance of a drink right. for you. Exactly. Wow, that is deep. Yeah. Deep, deep. Okay, anyway. Uh, let's move on to Oceans 12. Um, I'm a big fan of the Oceans movies. I've said that before. And Oceans 12, um, I'm going to be honest, I dragged my feet on this movie. It took me years to watch this movie. Uh, just because of the bad press that I got, a lot of people weren't digging it because... You don't trust the press. No, I, 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 I never <laughs> do. But, but still, I there was, there was I was still like, well, what if they're right or what if I'm wrong or whatever. What's the time in between 11 and 12? About three-ish three years. Three years? Okay. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the movie, it, it, uh, there's... so there, It's a flashback. Right. So there's there honestly this movie has a lot to deal with time. I wouldn't say like I don't want to say time travel because that's ridiculous. But there's a lot to keep in mind because there's there's time introduced in the beginning of the movie and periodically it says, "Oh, you know, the three and a half weeks later or two days until deadline or something like that." So at the very end, that is pretty much supplemented with flashbacks that explain more of the movie kind of like what oceans 11 did where like um <clears throat> where it all happens and then you see you go back yeah, and yeah, see yeah and they and then they happened. pepper in yeah they pepper in so that's what they do and there's a lot of similarities between the first movie but um i think it's it's different in, in its own right so what happens is terry benedict finds out where all the oceans 11 is. And remind everybody who Terry Benedict is. Terry Benedict is the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. He's the guy that Ocean's Eleven robs yep. in the first movie. Mm-hmm. 
So he finds them all and he says, you have two weeks to get me all my money plus interest. So they owe him around 190 you tell Mr. Spandit. I know no Spandisk. Who's that? Um, anyway, so the 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 group has um, about uh, what two weeks to repay him about one hundred ninety dollars. <laughs> one hundred ninety million dollars. <laughs> Let that me write you a check. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. In coin. Yeah. In coin. <laughs> crypto coin or crypto. Sorry, Marcy, I'm not. You're fine. Kick, kick your boots there. Um, so. They all get together, and some of the humor starts here, and, and when they get together, where they're all just giving uh, Danny Ocean crap about calling the group Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. And he, I don't even think he did it. It's just like Terry Benedict said it. Calls it. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven. He and says just, that the test. Yeah, yeah. Not every... I'm not the only one who's looking for Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Everybody's just kind of like up in arms about it, and and uh, yeah, R- uh, Rusty's face is, is he's like I can't believe like it's a bunch of children. Lives, yeah, our lives are in the salt, line. All like rolls his eyes. Yeah, our lives are in the line. We owe 190 million dollars. They're worried and, about the name. And we have like 10 people oh. complaining. That the young it's ones. O- yeah, it's Ocean's Eleven, and not like <laughs> the Benedict job or whatever. But yeah, and he's just Brad Pitt's got a winning smile. Like he's just when he's he doesn't smile much. I don't think. But he doesn't like have the opposite of a smile. Kind of has a grin. Yeah, he's just like he's, he's, like, he's like always chewing something like yeah, yeah, a toothpick yeah, yeah. yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, all the time. So uh, I just I, I I adore that scene. That part where Casey Affleck it just hurts. It just hurts. hurts. Yeah. Uh, and Saul has a really great line. He's like, "You're all aces in my book," and then he just walks off because he's not gonna he's not gonna play in it. Um, so they concoct an idea. They're too hot for the U.S. Um, so they go overseas, which, um, is kind of neat because at the time, uh, you know, inserting some factoids here, um, Damon was doing Bourne, one of the Bourne movies. And so his schedule was very, very tight. So they, they go to Amsterdam. Yeah. So they, they, they did. And he was international at that point. Uh, Bourne was overseas. So that's what they were doing was kind of combining so he would be able to go to and from, back to back, or whatever. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it just worked out because, honestly, an international setting was was probably the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Damon's character is still rookie, and um, they love messing with him. <laughs> and this... They go to this meeting with this guy, this character named Matt Sui, who's going to um, hook him up with a job, basically. And uh, so they start messing with him. And uh, Brad Pitt warns him. He says, hey, this guy, he, he has his own language. So, you know, you, you just whatever, hang, hang tight or whatever. And they never, they never give themselves away, ever. And yeah, it's some weird stuff. My so, dog found a bone in the yard, and my well, mom buried it or oh, something. And, and, like and, and, it was just completely right. like, what are you talking so, about? So, <laughs> Matsui's telling you, you come into the middle. They're at a bar, okay, and you the scene All comes. All eleven. In. No, 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 it's so Matt Damon. It's it's Matsui, which um, he plays ha- the 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 actor plays Hagrid from the Harry Potter movies. Oh right, you, Rusty, you, Danny, and uh, yeah. So, Linus. So yeah, you got uh, basically the echelon of Ocean's 12. Okay. You have the big two and then Linus who's trying to learn. So the scene cuts in immediately with uh, Matsui wrapping up a, uh, a story and he, he delivers a punchline and obviously us 
where Linus at this point, because we have no idea what is being said. And so everybody starts laughing, and you can tell. Sarcastic for me, laugh. <laughs> for me, it's very, very forced laughter, <laughs> because Brad Pitt's laugh is just like, it's just fake. Matt Damon is just... So, saying there, just, so, he doesn't so, know what's right. going on. Right, so Matt Suey gets this look on his face. He, he, like, he makes eyes he's, at the other he's guys. He's trying to get Matt Damon to... Yeah, 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 to make a fool of himself, yeah. right? And so uh, Matt Suey says, off to business then? He goes, okay, yeah, let's do this. So Brad Pitt says something about a skin doctor, or a doctor who specializes in skin conditions, has a dream that he sits in front of the TV. Later, he will call that dream, but he won't remember the dream but it will be in front of the TV. It's just very, like like you said, Dan, it's, it's just weird. Mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, mumbo-jumbo. And then one of my favorite lines, uh, Danny Ocean says, what does he say? Let me think about it. He goes, if all the animals along the equator were capable of flattery, then Thanksgiving and Halloween would fall along the same date. And every, when everybody says something like this truly remarkable, profound, nonsensical whatever... Everybody goes, oh, mm, yeah, like they understand each other when absolutely mm-hmm. there's nothing being said. Mm-hmm. And then so they all look at, oh, no, no, uh, Matt Sui says something. And he says, um, when I was young, my, my mother uh, killed a spider, spider with a tea cozy. Yeah. Only years later did I realize that it wasn't a spider, but my uncle Harold. And he really hits that Harold part. <laughs> and like, you're just like, this is crazy. And then so they all looked at Matt Damon. Waiting, and they know he's just because he doesn't have a clue. So he just he just looks in, and um, so he just starts quoting Cashmere from uh, was it Led Zeppelin? Yeah, Led Zeppelin. And so he says it, and then they all just like look at him, and then they cut, and they are like getting out of the bar. He goes, really? he's already out. Yeah, because he like, got kicked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, Cashmere, really? The Brad Pitt says to him, he goes, what? Cashmere? He's like. It's like, what happened? I have no idea what's going on in there. And you told him you would have. He goes, yeah, you said that you're, he said the, um, he says. Violate his niece or something like Like that. He's like, what? You called his niece a a cheap prostitute. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And he goes, what? I don't even, and he's just freaking out. And then George Clooney's like, what are you doing? Like, they're just really. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So, and that actually, that little scene comes back into play like, like way at the end of the movie. So anyways, they move on, they get a job and. This job has to deal with stealing the very first stock certificate. And uh, they, they kind of spend some time on this, and I think there's a reason why. But they end up um, coming up with a method to steal uh, a uh, this certificate from a guy who's a shut-in. It's and the first like, stock exchange. Yeah, yeah. Ticket. And it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the only one of its, it's kind. Yeah, so I think it's, it's worth, worth 2.4 million euros. And which is not nearly enough money for them to to pay off Benedict. So if we had uh, what's his name, Elliot Gold's character, he was like the math magician. He would always say how many he could figure it out in his head. Yeah, Elliot Gold because he said uh, it earlier how many ever how much money everyone yeah yeah. owed at the time. Yeah, he was like, uh, you think the stock stock market is some you know mythical whatever. So they're trying to steal this to pay back. Uh, Terry Benedict. A, a portion of it because the, the the money that they're gonna get from this job is only and there was math actually done like it would have to take a year at that amount Why every week. Why are they week. trying to pay him back? Well, because if I mean, I know ter- they're, they're, they're supposed kill to, him, but... yeah, that's it, and that's that, that to to kind of speak to that. That's part of the disappointment to the the masses that saw this movie. They're like because they were pretty much on the run in this movie. They aren't yeah. really doing a heist. They're all doing their own thing. Right. Mm. Rusty owns a hotel chain. Yeah, 
it's a revenge it's a revenge movie for Terry Bennett. I still don't get what the little Asian guy was doing because when you see him he's arguing with his girlfriend. He just he And all just, it does the camera just shows all these bottles of alcohol yeah. all around the house. He's like, just what is he doing? When when I say this, I don't mean like in a, in a crude sense, but he's basically a playboy. He yeah. he's, he's living the high life. He's got a model girlfriend, and he's he's young. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's an influencer or whatever. Anyway, okay. the best one is Livingston trying to be a comedian. Oh my gosh, that guy is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's in this full talking uh, about sweat bullfighter. Outfit, he's trying to tell a joke, yeah. And he's standing up, and he goes, "I know this lady's looking at me, and she's crazy about me because she can't take her eyes off me." And so I his. It's part of his shtick, and he's doing this red, uh, you know, the the red thing for the bowl or whatever. Mm-hmm. His cape. Or he something. goes. He goes. Mother, like that's supposed to be the punchline. And there's no no laugh. <laughs> and like it's cringeworthy. Like I, that's like probably the only yeah, part yeah, I don't yeah. watch. Next thing you know, he's singing with Terry Benedict. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for letting me finish. Yeah, yeah. He goes, hey, what can I say? You're a funny guy. <laughs> he just puts the cigar in his mouth. But anyway, so so they end up, they infiltrate this home to get the stock, ticket. They open it up, and um, they got had. There's this little mm-hmm. black uh, um, fox, like an onyx figurine, mm-hmm. okay, of a black fox. And we come to figure out later that that is um, this this uh, other thief known as the Night Fox, and he had set them up through Matsui to go and get them because uh, what it comes down to is. Um, he is going to basically challenge them to see who the best thief is. Mm. It's either this guy, Night Fox, or Ocean. Ocean. Yeah. And so they, they basically find out who this guy is. His name is, uh, last name is Talor, and, and he's got a baron. French. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Belgium guy. So they retaliate, uh, and the, the Ocean's crew, they infiltrate his home and steal a bunch of paintings. And then Danny goes and talks to him, and he says, okay... Um, he goes, so a couple of weeks ago, um, my, my mentor, and I think, I'm not sure if he, I think he mentions his mentor being Lamarck. Yeah, it's Lamarck. Lamarck comes in through and out this movie and, and there's okay. a good reason why we'll, we'll get to that. But Lamarck is talking to this American businessman and the American businessman is the guy that was sitting at the table with Saul in the first movie saying, Hey, don't get in, into too much money with Harry Benedict. Mm-hmm. So he has another part and he's bragging about how Ocean's Eleven um, robbed those robbed and, and, and everything. So um, so Lamarck is having a conversation with this guy and Night Fox, who is the protege of Lamarck, is overhearing this and his ego is basically challenged. So Night Fox is saying, hey, um, I challenge you to basically a, a duel. You, We are going to try and steal the same thing. And it's this, this uh, Fabergé uh, coronation egg. It's you know whatever. It's a, mm-hmm. a big Easter egg, over overly decorated, and so they're like, okay, you're on. And the terms are, if Ocean and his crew steal it before Night Fox does, then Night Fox will pay off the debt to oh. to Benedict. And FYI, Night Fox is the one who tipped off Benedict. To the, oh. to that uh, Ocean's mm-hmm. Eleven because so like because he was at that meeting with uh, the American businessman and Lamarck, he tipped off Benedict and so that's the Night Fox's plan is to rope Danny in and and all that so they're like okay we'll do this 
And and Night Fox is one person. He yeah, yeah, it's on one guy. Yeah, okay. yep. He's got a bunch of different aliases, mm-hmm. but yeah. In the meantime, uh, there is a romantic interest that uh, it was kind of at the beginning of the movie with Brad Pitt's Rusty. Rusty was um, dating this chick. Her name is uh, Isabel. Isabel Lahiri, who is played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. And in the beginning of the movie, he, he comes in and, you know, there is a night scene. And he goes, hey, how's it going? And she's in bed. And, she, and you find out that she's a cop and she's on to a suspect uh, and a theft. And she's like... Like a boot print. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a boot print of the guy. And he, you can and, tell it's rusty because he looks at his boots. He's yeah, like, uh-huh. and she goes, she goes, yeah, we got a really good boot print. He, uh, heavy, uh, worn left heel. And as she says that, he presents his left heel and he's like, oh... So he literally bails out that night and never to see her again. Jumps out of the bathroom window yeah. or something like that. So, um, and at some point also throughout the movie where she is giving a presentation to, I think it's called Europol or whatever, about the, the master thief known as Lamarck. And he's, he was either uh, dead, shot, or on the run because no, there's no photographic evidence of this guy. So... Investigators are still trying to figure this guy out, this guy out, and she's explaining how a long con works. She's to the viewer who's paying attention. She's explaining how this movie is going to go. Mm. She's going to say that this movie is a con movie and not a heist movie. It's disguised as a heist movie, and so there's that. So um, eventually, uh, Izzy or Lahiri—I th- I think I'll just call her Lahiri from here on out. <laughs> She gets wind, or she knows, or sees that Brad Pitt's in town, and um, she is now in the mix. So, she ambushes him at his, at his hotel, open, and, and he opens the door, and she immediately sees Danny and Yen, uh, and of course, Rusty. She, he slams the door in her face. <laughs> Everyone and, gets out. And he's right. like... And so they leave, and but she's already identified. I was she, gonna say she, she see, she's yeah, she's, she sees a she's couple sharp. Of people. She's sharp, um, because her father used to. She be knows a Frank too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, and that's how she got to to um, Rusty's character because she arrests him, basically. And um, yeah, uh, Bernie Mac is like ten minutes in this movie, maybe. It's kind of like Saul. Saul's not really in this. Yeah, movie he's like either. the very beginning. He's and in the very end, one yeah. scene, then at the end too. Yeah. So, um, it's not really Ocean's Eleven. It's more like Ocean's Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. So but they're wanted, so. Yeah. yeah. One's in jail. One's mm-hmm. not yeah. sure if he wants to help. And yeah. that's pretty much it. So she identifies and eventually in that same kind of scene, she, she makes her way into the hotel room after he opens back up and cause and he has to do something and she ends up stealing his phone and is able to find out some information and. Um, yeah. So, the, the, kind of the, the, the day comes, couple, couple of days before the, I don't know how much to say without going back in on, so, the, the egg, okay, mm-hmm. is, um, being transported, um, by armored car to the, um, Museum. The museum, where Daniel and his boys are going to, they set this whole plan up, and they're going to, they have it, but <clears throat> the police have the the um, identified people, 
they have uh, Clooney's face and Yen's face. Okay. So they actually get arrested. Nobody makes it in. They bail. And so there's a bunch of people arrested. I think the only people that make it out are... Um, but I'm sorry. No, I'm just trying to think. I blanked. Oh, it's uh, Linus. Matt, yeah, Matt Damon's character. Uh, Turk oh, Malloy, which is, is, yeah, Khan. And then uh, Don Cheadle's character, Basher. Yeah. And it's just the three of them. And they're like... Um, they're going down the list of... What? Yeah, like what they can do that not enough people. Not, not enough, enough people, people, not enough people. So he brings up the fact that, like, why don't we bring Tess in? Because she kind of looks like, and they're like, no. They're like, yeah, she does. She looks like Julia Roberts. <laughs> Which is played by Julia oh, Roberts. Hey. So they, they concoct this. So you this, put like, that together. Yeah, they, they concoct <laughs> this real quick. They, 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 Matt calls her up. Matt, whatever. Damon calls her up. Doggone it. Linus calls her up. Says, hey, you know, Dan- Danny's doing great, but uh, we-, we need you to come on in. And, and so she, she's... Matt Linus, Damon. Yeah, so she <laughs> comes in and, and, and uh, it hasn't really been said, but they just keep alluding to it. And they're like, we want you to play Julia Roberts. Um, so Julia Roberts is playing Tess, who's playing Julia Roberts at some point. She's That's pregnant. Funny. And they're like, so we're going to use you to Tess get close... Tess is pregnant? No, not Tess. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts is pregnant. She's playing a pregnant Julia Roberts. Got it. Okay. At the time. And they're going to use her to get close to the egg so they can swap the egg with a hologram projection, which was... Because she's um, famous, they want yeah, her to yeah, get yeah, close right. to it. So, and Bruce Willis kind of throws a monkey in that works. That's awesome. A monkey. Hey, he's a monkey. He's a, he's a monkey wrench. He's a fly <laughs> in the ointment in this. Because apparently him and Julia Roberts are really good friends and all that. So they get pretty close and then all of a sudden, like, Saul shows up as her doctor, her emergency doctor, and he's just blah, 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 yada, yada. So, like, she has this, like, quick fainting spell, and they try to escort her out, and they're stopped by Lahiri. And she goes, oh, I hate to do this. I, I you know, my, my boyfriend, he's a, he's, a, he's a big fan. Can you uh, just do a quick autograph? And so she goes to sign with the wrong hand. Um, and everybody, she's like, oh, I thought you were left-handed. She goes, oh, pregnancy, whatever. And like Bruce Willis is like, everybody's skeptical. I mean, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis is buying this at some point. And because um, he's John McClane, he's right? using that. And there's a couple, <laughs> of, there's a couple of cracks at uh, Sixth Sense in this, where like Matt Damon was saying, Matt Damon, whatever. He goes, yeah, I kind of knew, but it still plays or whatever. And makes a joke that he doesn't have an Emmy or whatever. And they go on, and uh, so they pretty much exposed Tess as a fake because they call her assistant saying that she's on a, you know, confirming that the real Julia Roberts is on a flight Mm -hmm. somewhere else. And so Tess gets robbed. She gets robbed? Not robbed, sorry. Arrested? Arrested, yeah. She's arrested. Everyone gets arrested. So everybody... That's left. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the the remaining three get arrested. Everybody's in jail. So... um, I did forget one part. I forgot about the train station, but I I, I can. We can go back. Yeah, I can go back because that's part of the the um, the flashbacks. So the FBI just rolls in. There's like six cars, twelve cars, whatever. They 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 roll in. They come in, and they pull jurisdiction. They're like, we're gonna take these boys back to the U.S. And it's a female FBI agent, and she's looking around the the, the group cell, and she knows Linus because he just looks. Like a rookie, right? So she pulls him in. And so, like, it's pretty dire. I mean, the music is you, you just so... It's like, this is the end of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> right, yeah. So she goes... No more. She goes, 
um, basically we, we want you to turn on your friends, sign this or whatever, and, or you're just going to never be hurt again or whatever. So, you know, she makes a compelling argument. And so, um, there's a little bit of a montage where all the, all the people are being escorted into these FBI cars, leading you to believe that Linus flipped. So Lahiri gets in a vehicle to follow them. Okay. And as we're going to presumably the airport to transport these guys back to the U.S., <clears throat> um, Matt Damon is in the car with the uh, this female FBI agent. Taking off the handcuffs. And she starts taking off the handcuffs, and um, she goes, "You and our, you, your father and I are very proud of you. You did the right thing." You told and, Dad. Oh. <laughs> and it turns out, so because because Linus Caldwell comes from a family like if you remember in Ocean's Twelve, he goes, "Yeah, my dad didn't want me trading off my." Right. Off his name. What was his name in the first movie? You're someone's kid. Billy Caldwell. So it's the yeah, first yeah. ten. Yeah. But we don't know who exactly. Yeah, we 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 actually get to meet Billy Caldwell later on in, in Ocean's Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. So it, that was like, oh wow, okay. So he called. He made this call, and then, um, so so you know that's going on, and then then there's this truck that just takes an exit real quick, and here's like follow the car. So they get and it's. It's uh, Rusty's character, and he says, um, you know, and he's got a backpack with him. He's got some... They go to a private jet yeah. kind of he goes, air hey, pad. Um, he goes, just come with me and leave this life behind. Because he's made some jabs here and there about, like, how you're a, you're a daughter of a thief. Mm-hmm. You get... You, you know how to think like us. Um, he, he's basically making a case that you should just be like us. Come to, the, come to our fold, whatever. Come to the dark side. And, and he goes... Oh, Star Wars. Good job. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, don't look behind you because that's there's nothing there besides a forged document. How she got her resources to arrest these people was a forged document to get more resources, basically. So she's in trouble either way. She's, this is Linus's mom. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's Lahiri. It's uh, Rusty's girlfriend. Rusty's girlfriend. Right. Okay. The guy that's been, that, that arrested everybody. Okay. Catherine Zeta. Right. Okay. So she made a decision to go with him. And there's a lot of emphasis on this bag that he's carrying. Okay. And so some some backstory. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones' character, uh, Lahiri, figures out that there's a, uh, that somebody's going to steal, Ocean's Eleven at least, is going to steal this Fabergé egg. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she gives some... some um, some backstory on it where Lamarck had once stole that egg and um, was forced to give it back because Lamarck's wife said, if you don't give it back, then I'm going to turn you in for everything. So he ends up giving the egg back. Okay. I'll do it. So Lamarck, Lamarck, so Lamarck has one thing that got away. And after this is all done, um, he's, he actually has more that's got away. So they land into this beautiful area, and he goes, um, so uh, I can take you to see your father. Basically, I think that's what he, he bribed her with, is like, I'm going to take you to see your father. Because she's under the impression that her father died. And her mother just recently passed away, actually. There's a funeral scene in the movie. Okay. okay. So um, he goes, she goes, so, uh, you know, she goes, who, who are we going to go to see? I'm like, well, I'm going to introduce you to somebody who knows your dad. And she goes, okay, well, what's his name? He goes, well, his real name, I really don't know, but I only know him as one name. And she goes, well, what is it? 
and he goes, Lamarck. So Lamarck comes into play at the very end of the movie. And so... He and injured, he's the one who trained Danny. He trained the Night Fox. The Night Fox. But he right. knows. He knows. Right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the bag is placed in this, like, right next to this guy's entrance to his fantastic looking residence. And uh, it's, it's said that that Lamarck is Lahiri's father. So he, uh, he, reu- right. he reunites, um, Rusty reunites daughter and, and, and um, Thief father. Dad. Famous dad. Yeah. She doesn't know that. And she doesn't him. know that. And, and then, like, she's heard just, of Lamar, but yeah, she didn't she's know been, it was her she's dad been, the whole time. Yeah, she's been okay. idolizing and pursuing Lamarck her professional life. Um, not knowing that it's Not knowing dad. that it was her father. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that's that. So, and it's also revealed that that backpack that he has is the egg. Is the backpack is the egg? That's the egg. where the flashback has, scenes will probably steal it. So at some point, and I, and I, I spun this too soon, at, at some point there's this huge fantastic scene where um, Night Fox does, and it's, it's rather ridiculous. There's all these random lasers, and he's doing this dance scene and everything he's like that. Listening to his iPad and yeah. iPod. And, and he steals the egg with nothing. I mean, with the exception of this Awesome dance, dance skills. Yeah. And so he gets the egg, but he has stolen a replica. Oh. Okay, flashback. So, there's this train station scene, okay? Before the train station, Rusty and Danny go and see Lamarck. Lamarck says, okay, this is what's going to happen. Here's the real egg. It's being actually transported on a train as a... And, and the one in that's it's a in decoy. The, yeah, the one What's that's on decoy? the armored car is a decoy, which, which has been known to happen. Right. Well, he that says, makes sense. So the train scene in this movie, when everybody gets on it, there's a distraction that, that the team triggers. From the that, guy who actually has right, it. That, who looks like a normal person with yeah, a bag. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to be low-key transporting mm-hmm. this thing. And so when this, there's actually a fight between one of the Ocean's characters. between it's the between Ocean's Danny, character, and, it's, it's and, Danny, Danny and, and Scott. Yeah. And Baseball, that, one's wearing a yeah. Yankee hat, one's a wearing a Boston fight. hat. It's a huge <laughs> fight. And during this fight, because... The twins? W- one of the twins, one yeah. One of the twins, okay. Yeah. Scott Cohen. And because of who Linus is, he is a, he's, a, he's a pickpocket. He's a quick... Mm. Um, he switches so the bags. He switches the bags and he has it. So, before... Um, I even... Was... Yeah. Was it even before established that the egg was... In play? Like... No, they they went to see. I'm I'm getting mixed up. Sorry. Yes. So they they had actually won the 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 bet before. Yeah, that's what's great about this movie. It looks like they're in trouble and yeah, they're they're really not. They're ahead of everyone. Right. So in this flash- same thing with the next movie too. Right. So in the flashback, Lamarck says you have to understand that he's going to have you under surveillance at all times. So when they're going, so when you plug that information in and you see them failing, mm-hmm. you understand that he, that, and they at one point show that all their plans have been monitored by camera, by Night Fox. Mm-hmm. So all the things, them getting arrested, everything was all part of the plan. And so they delivered the, the egg and um, his daughter. And they get that they still get to keep the money because Lamarck, as payment, lost the bet. Well, no, Lamarck paid off Terry Benedict. Well, no, Night Fox paid it because he lost. 
Yeah. But, in essence, I mean... That's pretty much the last scene where... Right. So... Ruben gives <laughs> Terry Benedict yeah. a check. And Terry he, Benedict is just like... And he, he don't care. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't He's need like, the thanks. people, yeah. I just want the then, money. Yeah. Lo and behold, in the background, yeah. there's uh, the Night Fox yeah. looking they, at Terry they, Benedict. They, they, they zoom in, uh, and he's disguised as one of the employees. Like uh, a the, gardener or something yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. So, um... You're like, ooh, set up for the 13th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, it's 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 pretty fantastic. I I mean, honestly, there's there's really no big losers in this, except for one, and that's the Night Fox. He gets his face put in the dirt, mm-hmm. his ego is checked... Um, he has to lose money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Honestly, he he lost one hundred ninety million dollars. He, he probably thought he would win. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they made him think because he's he not won com- the whole he's time. not a mm-hmm. not confident guy. So, <laughs> I yeah he he has he has some insecurities yeah for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I would contend that Lamarck was pulling the strings from the very get go. Mm-hmm. This is part of the review that I read where. Um, Lamarck lost that egg and he hasn't seen his daughter in decades. And his wife won that. And it was because her. and it was because of his wife. Yeah. So that's she why she died. Right. That's <laughs> why we see this funeral in the movie, is because Lamarck is he has information everywhere. And that's that's part of the trade, okay? So he probably had that conversation on purpose to trigger Mr. Night Fox to doing all this, mm. in a sense. And I mean, he knows these people well enough as to where he can pull a string there, pull a string there. He gets back what everything he lost. He gets the egg. He gets his daughter, or, yeah, his daughter back, and he gets to take his protege and bring him down a level. Mm-hmm. And the oceans people get to keep their money, or not keep they don't their money, die. As, it, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because uh, Rusty's like twenty-five million. Debt. Yeah. Why? Yeah. The hotel Did industry. The hotel? Yeah, because I, yeah, he I love that cameo of Topher Grace at the beginning. A jerk. <laughs> jerk. He was uh, in it again. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. He's well, like, he mentions uh, that movie in Good Company where he's with Dennis Quaid and yeah, Scarlett yeah. Johansson. If you have never heard of that one, he, that's like, one of his first big, like, big movie after <laughs> he left that '70s show. He, he, well, he even comments he's like, a "I just moron. fell that in and I and I quit the show." Like he he tells yeah, about, he like, pretty the, much the they pretty much take shots at himself. <laughs> he has like long hair. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, "Hey man." Yeah, he's uh, has a goatee. Looks like a beatnik. Yeah, and his his. His room is trashed, and anyway, so yeah, honestly, the the Night Fox comes away as as probably the biggest loser, and uh, he deserved it. Yeah, I honestly feel like that. This is one of the better movies, and and, and the way it's done and portrayed, and compared to, it's it's not fair. I love how the how the movie looks. There's like this graininess. It's it's it's. I think it's done on purpose to make it look like this foreign film. You know, like this. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Even the music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's it's mm. definitely it's it's a different feel altogether. Because if you watch the, eleven and thirteen, you have the Vegas music. Yeah. You know, yeah. Elvis and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have the middle one. It's you look at, like, very this, European. Like the swingers, like a new neo yeah. swingers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, honestly, I I love this movie. It's great. It's it's not as it's not as straightforward as Ocean's Eleven or even Ocean's Thirteen. I would say Ocean's Thirteen is is a little bit simple. Um, it, it's a little bit more complex than Number Eleven, but honestly, that's you can't yeah. you can't have a a true derivative. But anyway, that's out uh, of um, you know five out of five whiskeys. I'll give it a, I'll give it a five out of five. Wow. 
What about you? What about you, Dan? Did you like it? Yeah, I like it. I like these movies. All three of them, yeah. I like them. Uh, it never gets old when I rewatch them, so. Yeah. I mean, I do like 11, 13 more because it's more of a heist movie. This it one is, is because is, they are high. on the run. Yeah. Seemingly. So it's kind well, of... Yeah. Well, they are. They're it, threatened by Terry Benedict, pretty much. Yeah. When he goes around to each person and mm-hmm. threaten them. So. Yeah, there's... A, I mean, they are on their heels. At least they start on the movie on their heels about like halfway through. They, they turn the tables. And again, we are part of the gang, but we're not fully part of that gang. Mm-hmm. We are... We have to be tricked because if... There's no fun in the movie if, if we're not... If we don't have the rug pulled out from underneath us. Mm-hmm. So... I uh, I highly suggest it. Go back and watch it with a new set of interest, what have you. So yeah. watch it right now. <laughs> right now? No. Yeah. <laughs> push 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 stop on this on this um, listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Come back to it and what have you. I'm just kidding. Anyway, yeah. Uh, next episode we'll do Ocean's Thirteen. But uh, do you guys have anything to add or ask or what have you? I forgot to mention that one guy who creates the oh. distraction, the egg. Nagel. What's his name? Is that his name? That's his last name. I was totally the other word. Oh. I can't remember his first was name. Was he in the first? No, he wasn't in the first one. No, he wasn't. He's in 13, though. I think he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in 13. Because he helps out on the floor because they create. Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. But it makes like a, a hologram. hologram egg. Fairbridge egg. So when they. The original plan that they tried to do was Linus was going to swipe it and switch it with the, yeah. this little, he had to create lighting and, and turn it, like click it's, it. And it's it's neat, but it was, it, again, that part right there, they, that was started as the original plan. But when they figured out that Nigel or not Nigel, that the night Fox was watching them. Also, Isabel had Rusty's phone. So she talked That's to that guy and knew yeah. that the whole plans were, yeah, I would say, um, out of all of these movies, this is probably the funniest one. There's just like little itty bitty. There's a lot of comedy in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when um, they were trying to, when uh, the Matsui scene takes. Well, I think the cake. That one in uh when they're at the train station. Oh, and after Yen gets, <laughs> he's in a bag, so he's gone. Yeah, yeah. But they're trying to guess uh, Danny's age. Yeah, and he get he's offended by it because yeah, like, George Clooney was forty two at the time. Yeah, and they were saying that he looked fifty or something. Yeah, he's like forty four. <laughs> he goes he goes up. He's like, do I look do I look fifty to you? Like he was just like going around. No, I'll like, ask you. <laughs> well, how old do you think I? Fifty two. Yeah. You should have asked me. <laughs> no one should ask you anything. Of course, the twins. Yeah, they're the twins always good at. I think I like Don going back and forth after he left because he's like. Oh, you think like, I'm... he felt really bad about saying that. You think I'm 52? Yeah. No. <laughs> there, was, there was another bit uh, with um, Matt Damon and uh, Brad Pitt's character where uh, Linus was trying to bring up the fact that... Um, On the plane? That No. No, no, no. Where Tess looks like Julia Roberts. He doesn't get a chance to say it. He goes... Never say that. He goes, <laughs> he goes hey, do you ever notice that Tess looks like... He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't ever say that. He goes, why not? He goes, look. It's not my nature to be mysterious, but I can't tell you, and I can't tell you why. And he just he walks off, and Matt's <laughs> and goes, like, "Ooh," <laughs> which is just hilarious. The other like, scene, the with... very fact is, he's like, "It's not my nature to be mysterious." It isn't his nature yeah. to be mysterious. And he walks away mysteriously. <laughs> and Another scene with them too. He's got too. this white trench coat, collar pulled up, these big, huge John John glasses, 
and he just looks ridiculously awesome. <laughs> I think he does. I mean, Brad Pitt pulls off anything. And uh, when they're on the plane across the ocean, heading toward Amsterdam, oh, yeah. Linus him tries and, to yeah. talk to him so he can meet Matsui. Yeah. <laughs> he, at that point, like you, if you see, he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, we can do this, and like you know exactly. I'm glad Rusty, I came over. Here. Like, if you yeah, didn't, yeah. I could be still sleeping. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. I'm gonna tie it all in here. This little the, child. The 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 Matsui mm-hmm. conversation. Um. Uh, Matt Damon Linus brought it up when he was talking to his mom in the truck, and he says, "Yeah, I got lost on the." On the uh, the Matsui conversation, she's like, "Oh, they pulled you. They pulled a loss on translation on, on you." What? And he goes, "He goes, what? Why don't I see this stuff?" And he, he was just so upset yeah. with himself. It's 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 kind of funny. Like, uh, I wonder what table dinners were like for them. Hmm? And he, he said something like, "Oh, you had to tell Dad." And she was like, "Well, I was on vacation. He was right there." Like it was just so. <laughs> Funny and um, but anyway. Do these movies win any awards or anything? I mean, are they they're just fun? I don't. The hearts and minds of millions. Okay. I I don't know. I'm sure they got nominated. And the T J Diller, best movie of 2007, I think, (laughs) might have won. I mean, I I I don't know if it it might have won some small award like. I don't know. Like, like, not, like I don't know. Yeah, like maybe not major awards, but like maybe like you maybe know, George like, Clooney and yeah, Julia so Roberts won MTV's so. Best Kiss. That's <laughs> some, some stupid thing like yeah. that. Um, yeah, honestly, these are, these are good. A Razzie, no. <laughs> I I had forgot that uh, I I left Ocean's Twelve in, in my Blu-ray player, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna months afterwards. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And I turn on the Blu-ray player and it immediately starts playing Ocean's 12. I'm like, I'm not sad. <laughs> I, just, I just started watching that. No, oh, I wanted this to is, watch... This is way better than... 2049. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> it's way different and uh, more lighthearted. But, well, we um, kind of had a flashback to Ocean's 11 at church on Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys we, all caught it. Yeah. Oh, we, the music. That's what I, I texted you. It. I was up above it. Like, <laughs> one of our, yeah, one of our graduates it. there. Um, and I, I don't think I told you this. I actually got a chance to talk to her. And and I told her I the said the graduate yeah and I told her I said I really enjoyed your pickup song and, and I, she I said, said because, it was because it, of Ocean's I, and I said and I said um, just because it's Ocean's Eleven and she goes that's why I picked it I'm like you are my favorite person right now it was so <laughs> awesome I mean she liked the song yeah. but it was doubly because of of the oceans I'm like yeah that was a fountain she scene in Ocean's Eleven she doesn't strike me as that oh she's a, who would like that kind of movie but. oh yeah I yeah I, I can see that but yeah. yeah. I, yeah, that just made my day. But that's funny. I can hear it in my mind, but yeah. I can't. I can't repeat it. But like, as soon as it was playing, I'm like, this was an Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. That's what you said when we were back there. You're like, I recognize this. Well, it's it, funny it because funny. I was texting him too. I was like, hey, this movie. was on Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, Ocean's Eleven. Wait, this is like, I don't know. Just mm-hmm. it, it, he, he was having flashbacks. I'm watching. No, it's not on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how the the human mind works. Mm-hmm. But anyway, where am I? Um. <laughs> Do you guys are we? Can we wrap up with that? Are we good? Yeah. All right. Good. Um, allow it. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's let's uh, let's talk about some trailers. Movies are coming out. Yay! Are back getting, to normal. We're getting back to normal. <laughs> um, there are enough, uh, and in the next episode we'll we'll be talking about new releases, but we'll talk about some trailers. Um, one was posted on our Facebook page. It's a uh, gunpowder milkshake. It's a hard couple words to say. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> Hard. But well, and they're gun- so different. 
Yeah, yeah, you don't necessarily gonna, you know, put gunpowder and milkshake in the same. Right. That'd be thing. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean. One's like a super intense word, gunpowder yeah. and milkshake is like a fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Depends which one so you think is fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, True. Uh, basically, it's a team of, uh, and and I barely watched, I, like, I watched the trailer without sound. I would say it's like gentlemen, the gentleman. The gentleman? No. Secret Service. Okay. The you know that's more of a British mm. all male. This oh. is all female in oh, a way. You, like the Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, the Kingsman. Yeah, the Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's getting movies mixed up. It's it's basically uh, these yeah. Um, I I kind of thought it was almost like it reminded me a little bit of Kill Bill. A yeah. Little bit. Um, but it's it's a it's a it's a female assassins. Yeah. Yeah. Kick butt squad. Paul Giamatti's in it. Yeah, and uh, some of the. I, I'm a sucker for slow motion, and there is some great slow the motion. The diners, yeah. yeah. And like if it, if if there is slow motion done, if it can be exaggerated, if facial expressions and just actions can be exaggerated, it it just makes all the better because it's like a snapshot, you know, in in motion. It's just amazing. So, is your favorite part of movies like when the explosion happens and they slow mo walk away from it? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, <laughs> that is that is my dream to be in a slow motion sequence, either of an explosion behind me. Or just like, like remember Napoleon Dynamite when he finally puts his prom suit on or whatever, and like they cut around and he's just slow motion walking. It mm. just I I if I, I think could... of two things when I think of slow mo explosions, the first one is Mark Wahlberg in Shooter at okay. the end of Shooter when the house explodes, kills all the senators. And all, yeah, and he's just like oh, slow mo walking away. Yeah, right? yeah. And then I think of the other guy. <laughs> yeah, Uber, where that building blows up and they're like that is so different in the. One a director who overdoes the slow motion is Zack Snyder probably, especially in Three Hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the heck, the Justice League Snyder cut, the slow scenes every time. If it's done right, it's great because you. It does. It. it, There's so much detail to take in, especially when it's action because. mm -hmm. Like, if you think about it, like, okay, you're just going to have... Because it happens okay. so fast. Yeah, like, Bullets. Boom, like yeah, the Matrix. Yeah. yeah, exactly. When they bullet yeah, dodging so, like, and all that. Yeah, so, like, when you slow this down, you're able to see things and take opportunity to show things <laughs> in this in this kind of uh, story within a story, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyway. Looks good. So, we have that. And then, also, uh, coming off the Oceans uh, show here a little bit, um, Stephen... Soderbergh yeah. is got another movie uh, called No Sudden Move, and um, I it was a kind of a teaser. It's kind of like it was a cast cast teaser. introduction, yeah, yeah. So there are Don Cheadle's in it, and uh, um, Del, is it Benicio del Toro? Is that his? Yeah, mm-hmm. Ray Liotta, Brendan Fraser. Matt Damon, and there are s- Matt Damon was in it. Matt oh, Damon, I didn't in it. Catch yeah, yeah. That. They they didn't show it in the trailer, but if you look it up on the cast, this uh-huh. is basically Brendan Fraser, Matt Damon, John Hamm, David yep. Harbor. Yeah. So Ray Liotta looks old. Yeah, yeah. Karen so Culkin. Karen Culkin. Ray Liotta, Don Cheadle. So in my head, I'm like, okay, so we're taking Ocean's Eleven, and the Usual Suspects, and we're gonna put it together because mm-hmm. Benicio del Toro That's was in. Yeah, I mean. In a sense, the, this plot is all these criminals get put together to investigate something, and then something weird happens. So it's classic Soderbergh, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So Soderbergh also did Logan Lucky. 
Oh, you've seen okay. that one. Yeah, which is Ocean's I Eleven NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah, it's the right that was a good version. movie too. That's a yeah. very good movie. Yeah, and apparently this I didn't know of... he directed that until was a... I was looking up his movies yes. because I had only seen Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen. And out of the blue, there was a Logan's Lucky. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I've seen that. All the other ones I'd never weekend. seen them. Yeah, they're actually racing the Coca Cola Six Hundred this yeah. weekend. So, we should, so in honor of that, in honor we should of watch that, it. Is it is it this weekend? Yeah, it's too late to plan a heist. I don't know. We would heist. Who knows? There might be one happening while the race is happening. A good heist is. We would be terrible. We would would be like, let's do a heist in our minds. Then we'll be arrested the next day. It would be the next day. It would be an inception. It'd be the worst. We would be arrested for just thinking about it. That's how bad we would be at it. We will not do that. (laughs) Yeah, this is not a confessional, by the way. Everyone had, run! Had, I'll be distracted by the race, so y'all are on your own. I'll be like, I'll just be over here. And I don't have the time. You guys take care of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm horrible in prison. Apparently, uh, this was filmed in Detroit. Um, I can't confirm it. I mean, uh, yeah. I heard that somewhere. It was... I never yeah, heard of it I until you sent me the link. It takes place in Detroit. I don't even remember when it comes out. But I'm excited. July. Sure. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Next year. Mm-hmm. Everything is coming out next year. <laughs> Even though this movie's coming out. Anyway, regardless. So that's that's it. Well, I just thought of the... Well, it's for Marvel, The Eternals. <laughs> I was going to I was gonna bring that up. I haven't well, I watched don't that. Really... I hadn't watched it yet. So I, I, I don't really have anything to bring to the table on it. I got a lot of hate and all that. Because no one knows anything about him. Well... Even the comics failed. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> but it's but it's be. I mean, well, they they made fun of it because they were saying, well, they're pretty much gods and they look over mankind through all these years and watched us, you know, grow. Mm-hmm. Then finally, they decide to show up. But like in the Marvel universe, you decide to show up after the one of the biggest events that ever yeah. happened. I mean, whatever. The I Thanos mean, snap. The, the, exter- the externals, not the externals. What are they called? Plus, it the has yeah. two terrible actors. <laughs> well, Jolie is aside. We won't. And Salma. Salma Hayek's in it? Yeah, I don't You don't like her? She's more of a romantic comedy chick. <laughs> I don't think she's good in action movies. She was good in Zorro. She was in Zorro. She right? was not. That was Catherine Zeta yeah. Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she was good in the um, Desperado movie. Boom. That's that's a little bit of a romantic. <laughs> I can't think of that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really an action role, it was something else role. Anyway, um, moving along. Uh, she looks yeah. good in Hitman's Bodyguard Part 2. Oh, yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll visit the externals. Ah, the externals. Gosh, externals. The Drink more of that, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> 5% alcohol. The Eternals um, in another episode. So, um, so yeah. I, I, are, are we good? Are, are yeah. Wrap it up? It's good. Sounds good to me. It's good, it's good, it's good. All right. Um, well, thanks for listening, and uh, y'all have a groovy day. You I say did. y'all? Y'all, yeah. I can say y'all. Can you? I did. That's fine. All right. Adios. <laughs>